What's up, everybody? It's the ID84 Show live here from our uh, from I'm from I'm in Margaritas and in a Mexican restaurant. And Adam is at a blockbuster video. It's episode. There's one left. Yes, there is in in Portland uh, or in Oregon, somewhere in Oregon. Gene, Oregon. Yeah, there's, the documentary just came on um, on Netflix actually, and um, it's in some so somewhere in Oregon. Gene, Oregon, Pinta, Oregon, something like it's like a one syllable city. I'll find that as we go along. Yeah, Adam yeah, Metal, of course, to the right of me. Um, and the only reason I know about the blockbuster video history is because I watch a lot of those YouTubers, and that's a pop pop popular place for the YouTubers to go and stop to document. You could still get a um, bend, bend Oregon. Bend, yes, and it was like a one syllable day. You could still get a blockbuster video card. They actually make most of their money on uh, like merchandise and like kind of being like a. You being one of wait okay. one of these. Yes, <laughs> one of those. Is that an original one, or did you make that one? It is. No, it's an original. Yeah. Really, it's a retro. Yeah, right. yeah very retro. Yep. So you can't get those anymore, kids. Kids don't even know oh. what video stores are anymore. Like, if you took a 10-year-old and said, hey, do you know what the video store is? They'll think you're a fucking crazy person. They don't even know what that is. They'll have no idea what that is. No idea. The days of renting videos are long gone. And it's funny because it was, like, overnight, too. It's, like, one of those, like, businesses that just, like, as soon as Comcast released the on-demand, it just disappeared. Well, no, even before, even before this documentary and all that shit, I have a video on the whirlwind potato about the death of Blockbuster video. So you can always check that out. Yeah, check out the potato, World One Potato on YouTube. Um, yes, the blockbuster. What was it? What was the point I was going to make? I just crossed. It just blew my mind. I forget. But blockbuster video. Yes, check out the World One Potato. Um, yeah, it's like one of those things. Like it's like it was a big deal when we were younger. Like to go there. Remember? Remember oh, how like when a new release would come out, it would be like two like giant shelves worth, but none of the videos would be there because they would be out, like and you'd be calling like every. 20 minutes to see if they had one in so you could run down and get it. It was cool. It was good for a date night. It's like you walk around, try to pick out a movie together. Yeah. Like, I remember being in high school, getting go walking over there and just like trying to find a movie, you know? I remember when my buddy Adam, the other Adam, was uh, working at Video Craze. We're well, not Blockbuster, but same idea. And uh, we were in high school and we used to go over to the adult section. I used to pop in there and, you know, steal a few DVDs. My entire DVD collection was uh, stolen from the Video Craze. I would go in there with a Swiss Army knife and I'd stab the side of the uh, of the thing and I'd pop that little secure thing that you could get off. You had the, the little oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. yeah, and I'd pull the DVD out and I would throw it in my sleeve of my jacket. You know how it had the little like magnetic strip on it that would go off when you went to the metal detector. So on my way out, I'd go like this. I'd be like, "See you later," over so, the metal detector. So this has my ex girlfriend's name on it because it was her right. card, and it was uh, issued in two thousand and four. Wow. Well, that's actually pretty impressive that, like, Blockbuster was still around in 2004. Because when you think about it, and that would have been my sophomore year of college, and the high-def, I, oh, I guess that's the beginning of the high-def Comcast box. That was probably happening around 2002. Yeah. That closed so. in 2010, so. Okay. okay. They peaked in, this is when they peaked. 04 is when they actually peaked. Really? Really. Yep. Do you know, um... I get a little bit of an echo. No, there you go. Do you know that the they were then the guy who owns Blockbuster, the CEO, was offered to buy Netflix or something like that? Um, no, yeah, the the CEO of Netflix was the one who went to Blockbuster and offered it to them for like I think it was like how much was it? Uh, fifty. It, was, it might have been five hundred, five hundred thousand. 
Imagine. Yeah. They laughed a, at him. They, that was they a fucking bad. laughed at him. <laughs> I bet he regrets that every day. <laughs> but it wasn't Netflix that killed them. It wasn't Netflix. No, at all. but like, but you would have had blockbuster, blockbuster flicks instead of Netflix, right? It would have been because you would, or you already had the brand, you already had the marketing. Everyone knew what blockbuster was. It would have been like blockbuster on demand, and it may have been more a little more successful than Netflix, right out of the barrel. You know what I mean? Fifty million. It was fifty million. Fifty million, and he said, "Nah, that's never gonna take off." People are going to stream video from the house. But like, no, they want to sell it to them. Not like it'd be a merger, like a blockbuster. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it was like, it would have squashed them. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster's like, that's never going to happen. Well, no well, one's ever going to be streaming videos from their computers at home from the comfort of their couch and never have to go outside. These yeah. video stores will last forever. People like to go out and have to wait and call every five minutes to see if one of their videos came in because they're waiting on a new release. Yes. Mm. Because Home Alone 3 is still being waited to become house. <laughs> we used to have a Movies and More, which was kind of like a generic movie theater, uh, movie store down the street from my house in Saugus. And uh, the big deal was that I, I, was my, I was in ninth grade, I remember, because my sister was like in fifth grade. So I was 12. Me and her would walk down on school vacations, and my mother would call ahead and be like, yeah, my son and daughter are coming in. They're allowed to rent a movie on our account because then you could just credit the account. And the next time he came in, he just paid kind of thing. So it was like, we'd go down there and pick out like a movie and like a, a Nintendo 64 game. And then they would just bring it up. And the next time my father went to get a movie, because usually Friday nights, he would go down and grab a couple movies and stuff for the weekend. He would just pay the credit on the thing. But like, I remember just walking around and just grabbing a movie. And I remember like, it's weird because you'd, you'd kind of go into, I kind of do this now with Netflix and stuff. Like I'll go in like to old movies from the 80s and 90s. But you were able to do that at the video store. You'd be able to walk around and see, like, you know, like Police Police Academy, and be like, "Wow, I remember that movie came out." And they would have like one video available, and like, who's, who's writing this? I mean, people, some people write that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I used to walk around there. I used to, I mean, I was I was within walking distance of mine, so I just go in there and play the Nintendo sixty four display, mm-hmm. and like, I would just I would, I would sit there for like a half hour, forty five minutes, and play Mario sixty four. Yeah. Do you ever get into? Uh, uh, do you have a laser disc when you were a kid? Or no, I didn't. I had friends who did though. Yeah, my dad had one. So it's if you guys don't know what a laser disc is, it's the size of a record. It's the same dimensions as a record, and they came out before DVDs because the way the DVD work is that there's three la- laser embedded into one disc, so you can layer um, three different layers on one disc. But laser disc, you couldn't. You only could do one layer on the disc. So it's a lot of movies required you to flip the laser disc halfway through or you had multiple laser discs. For example, the movie Alive, which was like two and a half hours long, required four laser discs. So you had, or four sides. So you had to keep, you would watch like 50 minutes on each side and you had to flip it. And I remember that was like the big thing that came out because it was like, you had to use a composite video input to make it so you could have like the best quality. This is before HDMI and stuff like this. And it was like a big deal. It's like, ooh, composite. Like you're splitting the colors up and the rays, you know what I mean? But then the, laser, then the DVD came around, and they were just like, yeah, you can do everything in just one small disc of the size of a CD. Last Laserdisc was in 2009. That was when they killed yeah. it. No. We, my father still has a Laserdisc player because it, when you bought it, it was a Laserdisc player and also a five-CD changer So because it was the same kind of – and a tray would come out, and you'd put your five CDs in there, or you just put the Laserdisc on top, and it would play the Laserdisc depending on what mode it was in. Interestingly enough, though, the first Laserdisc was in 1978. And it I was Jaws. It. Really? 
I guess they just couldn't figure how to, it was probably so expensive to make one. You know what probably. I mean? I wonder how much the device, how, I'm going to Google that. How much was a, how much was a laser disc player in 1978? How, okay, let's see how much. Uh, it was probably 500 bucks maybe or something like that. Or a thousand maybe. Hold on, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think 1984 times or 1970 times. Okay, a laser, 749. Yeah, Jesus. That's a lot of money. My, my, uh, fucking 3DO was almost $1,000. Remember that stupid video game system? So my dad was big in the technology. So we had one of the first CD players ever made. We had the first Sony CD player. And it was about the size of a VCR. And I think it cost him like 500 bucks. And at the time he bought it, there was only three by the time. We, by the way, it's St. Patty's Day. And we're just celebrating. I'm having some Guinness. There you go. Um, there was only like three people that made CDs. Bruce Springsteen born in the USA was one of the first CDs ever made. So my father had the CD player, but we only had three CDs we could listen to. And he was so excited about the, he's like the quality of the sound. It's great. You know, we have a hi-fi system, you know, and we have the two speakers and everything. It's like, yeah, you didn't hear the, the fizzy sound you hear from a cassette and then have the scratchy sound you heard from a record and you didn't hear the click that you hear in an A track. It was very crisp, solid sound. And it's like, who's going to buy it? You know what I mean? This is 1986. Like, and all of a sudden, by 1994, tapes were pretty much an endangered species. So you never know. You know what I mean? Remember when, uh, I remember then the portable ones came. And then for a while, it was like, I remember being around in, in school. And like, you had like the 10-second the anti-skip. And it was mm-hmm. like, hey, look at this. And you'd shake it. Look, it doesn't Take skip. It, yeah, we'd skip yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Because if you had a cheap CD player, which I had plenty of them, it would skip like any way you move. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I learned real quick when you, you got a car and you had that stupid, remember the tape you had to plug into the cassette player that yep. had the wire that came out? You had to put the other it? part in the cigarette lighter. and yeah. Yes, you had to like power it up. That if you didn't have anti-skip on the CD player, then you every bump you would hit, you'd fucking skip the fucking thing. It'd be like a mess. And uh, yeah, it, so prehistoric. Imagine, remember when going on vacation with your parents and stuff, and you had to pack your CD player and you had to pack all the CDs yeah, you wanted. Binder and shit. Yeah, you had the big, yeah. yeah, the big portfolio of like every CD. I remember DJing when I first started DJing back in like the uh, late '90s, early 2000s. When I would DJ, I would have that fucking binder of CDs, and I would have to go through every single one of them and kind of have them in some kind of order that I knew, and then you had to queue them up. I mean. I, I'm bitching about CDs, but records, guys who used to do records used to have to do the same thing back in the day, carry boxes of records to their gigs and stuff. Now I just, I could, I could literally DJ a set on my cell phone. I could download everything I need on this little Bad Larry with all the songs and have it mixed and I could have it in my pocket and then I could just be there and go like this. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I always thought it was funny that like you... You can, okay, so it's like nowadays the big thing is like you can't text and drive. You know, you shouldn't text and drive. But yeah. back in the day, we'd be flipping through our CD books while we were driving, and they never made a case about oh, that. the visor? You're looking up at the visor? You know, the visor. I'd have my fucking flip book in my lap because I'm looking for a CD. But no one made a stink about that. I don't recall. Was there? There's a picture of me on Spring Break 2003, and I have the uh, aftermarket CD player that you had installed in your car. I remember you had that, you had that you go to Sony or Panasonic, you'd buy one that had a fit and they had to go into the mold and everything. And I had the visor CD uh, selection and I had a giant portfolio because that was when we were about to, you could burn CDs at that point in 2003. So I had a bunch of like varieties and whatnot. And there's a picture of me in my car driving down 95 in North Carolina 
looking up in the air for a CD while I have the binder on my lap flying on the highway. And, you know, no one's thinking anything of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just trying to find the right CD. So, yeah, distracted driving was something that's been around for a long time. I mean, back in the 70s, you could have a beer while you were driving. I mean, I guess that could be considered distracted driving, I guess. That, that, that's why I always thought it was funny that George W. Bush got arrested for drink, drunk driving. It was the fucking 70s. You had to probably flip a car to get arrested for drunk driving. Because back then, even my parents used to tell me, if you got pulled over, they would just ask you, do you think you can get this car home okay? Yeah. That's what they would do, right? Yeah, Cheney, <laughs> so you get arrested. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie? Um, I think it was called Cheney. Oh, no, called Vice. Yeah, Vice. Yeah. And the first scene in the movie... Dick Cheney's getting pulled over for a DUI in the middle of Wyoming somewhere. But, like, those back in the day, you were only getting in trouble if someone was trying to prove a point. Like, obviously, Bush was a spoiled little fucking Texas millionaire boy, right? So they're trying to prove a point with him. But, like, yeah, like, if your parents ever got pulled over back in the day, it'd be like, yeah, can you get home? No. Can you call someone to get you home? Or they'll just say, leave your car here, get in the morning kind of thing. We'll drive you home and drop you off. It wasn't until, like, mad. Moms Against Drunk Driving became something that, like, the drunk driving laws were, like, really fucking crazy. I mean, I get it. I'm not against anti-drunk driving. Like, you shouldn't drink and drive like that. Obvious. Like, if you can't, if you're fucking hammered, yeah, you're going to kill someone or kill yourself, right? But if you were, like, uh, a bit over, like, them dropping the limit from 1 to 0.8 is kind of fucking bullshit. Because, I mean, you could blow a a 0.8 or 0.08 basically by having a bear you know what i mean this is a pint this would do it yeah it's kind of bullshit because you're not impaired but you could still get a dewey from doing that like in i don't know why they dropped it from 0.1 to 0.08 i don't know what the mad because every state's different too depending on where you even some cities are different i remember when savannah i was down in savannah before our bat before the bachelor party like the time before that um, and I was told by someone that it's like yeah this is a, a no tolerance talent if you blow anything you can get a dewey which is kind of bullshit. It's like, well, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of, it's like uh, entrapment when you think about it, you know? There's really nothing in place yet for weed either. Like, it's just kind of like, they kind of eyeball it to feel like if you're under the influence. Yeah, because there's no really way to, there's no roadside tests. You know what no. I mean? No, there isn't. And like, you know, granted, it's not like, you could still fall asleep high, I guess. You know what I mean? But you're not, I don't know. People, I don't get these people that speed while they're drunk. Every time I've been drunk, I've been like limit. I actually say drunk. I've never been trash driving, but if I was close, I think we to, all have, man. I know yeah. I, there are a couple times I probably should not. No, I'm saying yeah, maybe a two where I probably yeah. I should definitely yeah. not have driven. You're on the line, right? Either you yeah. go either way. Well, like, but you never drove trashed. Like you couldn't walk, right? Like you no, never, never done that. No, but like yeah, you're on the line, and so you kind of know the limits and stuff. But like. You're driving the speed limit. You you you're fucking ten and two, right? You're, you're not you're not doing anything you're not supposed to. I remember I used to leave margaritas sometimes, and my mother's house, where, where my parents' house, was like a mile and a half away, and I had different checkpoints. I had to get through one set of lights, then another set of lights, then the rotary, and then like in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I'm twenty five percent there, I'm fifty percent there, I'm seventy five percent there. You know what I mean? It's like a video Fair game. Enough. I'm not advocating it, but I feel like if I know where I am, I have a pretty decent like autopilot. Like I just know yeah. how to drive home. Like oh, yeah. just do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a better driver. Some most people are the other way around, but I am a way better driver. Like hypothetically, if I am drunk and if I'm high, for some reason, if I'm fucking high, yeah. I am too cautious, way too cautious. Yeah. I'm more likely to get into an accident because I'm going too slow. I'm looking too much. I'm freaking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's like, can you make you paranoid? You look at her like this. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I can't do it. I, I like being high in my place and just chilling and watching a movie. Yeah, the few the few times I've taken a let's see, there's been three three situations where I've had edibles. One time I was in New Orleans and that and I was talking to a palm tree. And I was drinking all day, which was weird because when you guys finally showed up, like the high had worn off or wasn't as rigid as it was initially, I guess. Up you up. Yeah, because I was up. I was ready to go. We walked onto the bar. We had a few drinks and we came back. But, um, and there was like a couple of times at my house that like one time of Danger Powers, it was like we were watching like a one o'clock Patriots game and I was still high the next morning. Like I was driving to work and I was still feeling kind of loopy. And then there was one time like I was playing with my Legos down in the basement and I was just so focused. I was just like, I knew it. Like time was just stood still. But like a lot of people don't get get like hung over from weed. I do no, know that the yeah. hangover from weed is a lot different than alcohol. I'd rather be hung over from alcohol than weed because I really? just can't wait. I'd much rather. I mean, if I'm hung over from alcohol, I just kind of have a headache and I'm lazy. But yeah. if I have a hangover from weed, my head still feels like it can't focus on fucking anything. Interesting. I can I at least focus if I'm drunk, hungover. I yeah, just, yeah. I'm just miserable. Yeah. I never heard that before. Usually it's the other way around. Usually people just rather be. The week because the alcohol ain't gonna fucking suck. It does suck. I'm not saying both of them are horrible. I'm not saying if I, if I had to pick one, I'd rather the alcohol yeah. hangover. What am I? So when you get a hangover, at least you can plan your day ahead of time. I remember one time I was so hungover. I was in Miami Beach with an ex girlfriend, and we weren't drinking all night. Like we were. So the plan was to drive, I think, to like Key West or somewhere. We were supposed to drive somewhere pretty far. So I had a day of driving ahead of me, and I woke up that morning like right like to the last like nine o'clock. And I woke up and I got out of bed and I remember getting into the car and just opening the door and throwing up. And I was just blowing chunks every half hour driving. Like, that's how, like, sick. Like, it was, it was like one of those marathon days, you know what I mean? And that's it's terrible. in a climate like that, too, when it's hot and it's sticky. Humid, oh, hot yeah. and just nauseous. And you, have to, you can't even sleep. You're the one driving. And yeah. you're like, oh, God, that's, like, the worst. Like, I'd rather just... I like the hangovers where you can just lay in bed all day and you have no responsibility for anything. You just sit there and just, you know, go to sleep. That happened to me at the Hard Rock in Florida. I, I went to Universal and I remember just I was drinking the whole day. On hard City Rock Walk. or the Hard Cock? The Hard, the okay. hard uh, Oh, man. I remember we went to Universal and was <laughs> riding all day and drinking and on City Walk. And, like, mm-hmm. I just drink and drink and drink. And then it just caught to me. Just the heat and the humidity and throwing up, it's the worst fucking yeah. feeling. Yeah, Universal was, is the only theme park I've ever been at where I was like, I think I threw up after a day. Because, yeah, because, like, obviously some parks in Disney you can't drink, but, like, Epcot you can drink, but, like, you pace yourself through the day. And I think I just get more tired in Disney than anything else. But, Ep- but Universal, yeah, like, Islands of Adventure, like, you just grab a beer anyways, and you just you stop banging them back. And they're big yeah. ones. They give you pretty considerable big-sized drinks as well while you're there. Very yeah, easy to get fucked up because you have City Walk is right there too. Yep. It's a stone throw away from fucking Universal. So it's like, yeah, let's so, go uh, grab a beer and then go back in. You know, night my son was potentially concepted. Um, I was at uh, Universal Studios with the wife and we went to um, we went to Islands of Adventure all day and then we went to City Walk. So we went to uh, the uh, Jamaican um, the Jamaican restaurant over there. What's, what's his name? What's the Jamaican singer? A famous guy. Uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy, no, no, the Jamaican guy. Jimmy Buffett's a white guy from. <laughs> the, the, no, but isn't he have a restaurant? No, I'm yeah, thinking it was the Margarita, Margaritaville is there. Yeah, Margarita. Jimmy Buffett, yeah. It's a like to go jamming with you. 
go jam and Booster Suicide. It's a Jamaican guy. Uh, Died of cold cancer. Bob Marley, is it? No, it's yeah, Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. So Bob Marley had a restaurant there. It's called like Miley's Place, and it's like a Jamaican themed restaurant. So we went there. We had a few cocktails, and then you could go and you can get the uh, Slurpees right on the street, like you do in New Orleans. So we went to. It was actually on. Was it on Fat Tuesday? It was like during Mardi Gras. It was during that time. So we went to Fat Tuesdays and we got one of those giant Slurpees. And we're drinking those and we're bar hopping around City Walk. And then we go to play miniature golf. I do not remember playing miniature golf. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's the only time Sue has ever beat me in miniature golf. Ever. So I was obviously not on my A game. And it was the weirdest miniature golf course. Because uh, did you ever play miniature golf at City Walk before? No. They like took advantage of underneath the bridges and overpasses. So you're playing miniature golf underneath like bridges and stuff, like traffic bridges. It's really, really weird. It's not a really nice miniature golf course. It's kind of a really shitty miniature golf course, to be honest well, with you. If I remember correctly, if you keep walking, it turns into like a fake Venice, Italy, right? Like of an Italian sector. Uh, maybe. I, I'm pretty sure it know. does. Yeah. NBA City NBA City's gone, right? NBA's gone. They turn it into a chocolate factory. Actually, NBA Experience moved to Disney World. It then now are in Disney Springs, but the same idea as the Disney as the the NBA because I've eaten at the NBA place in Universal. It's the same idea. It's almost the same concept. Yeah, I think the NASCAR Cafe is still there. Um, I don't know if you've been to that one. That's kind of just like Southern yeah, food and stuff, that. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty much it's all the same. It's I like City Walk. It's a great idea when they. I remember when they opened that. It was like kind of a really good concept. So I don't know if I guessed is joining us. It is uh let's see. Maybe she sent a message on Instagram. I swear to God, I'm trying to find it. There's like this like Italian area, um like at the end of City Wall. If you keep walking, it turns into like this. I swear it's, I'm not, I gotta find it. Not today, I'll look for it. I think I'm Well, I know what you're kind of talking about because you, when you get to the end of City Walk going towards like Universal Studios gate, it's kind of like the, it's like the, the whole hotel and stuff. This isn't the Hard Rock Cafe hotel. Yes, yeah, so if you keep walking, then there's like the over, there's, there's like overpasses, like bridges, and the water goes under it. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay. Gone. So I think that's part of like the resort for like Hard Rock, the Hard Rock Casino Resort. It's over there. In that section, I, that kind of that rings a bell. That makes sense to me. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, is our guest joining us? You know, I just sent her a message on Instagram. Uh, Caitlin Allen, out comedian from uh, California, supposed to be joining us tonight. Um, unreliable women. Is, come on, they're so well, unreliable. I gotta say, I reckon has been great with the, the men comedians joining us. You know, not to bash the women, but I'm gonna say, you know, this is the first time we've been stood up on the air, not in real life. Because that's happened time too. On St. Patty's Day for all time, I understand it's like five thirty West Coast time, but you know. True. Oh, there was an explosion. I had to. Um, I texted my friend, you know, Priscilla and her husband Bo uh, yesterday. Oh, in Ontario. Yeah, the explosion, the fucking illegal fireworks explosion. They killed two people. Yeah, they they live in Ontario, so I was oh, like, said, oh, oh shit, okay. Yeah, it was at someone's house, right? Didn't they have a bunch of fireworks or something like yeah. that? Yeah, like some fucking bullet shells were found too. I don't fucking know. I'm like, you guys setting off fireworks again? Fuck. That's uh, that's fucking crazy. I remember um, the, f- fuck, the firework. Uh, there's a video of a firework factory exploding. I think down in like, in China or something like that. It had a fire and then it's deep. 
It just fucking goes fucking crazy. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, fireworks are no joke. I remember when my father used to get them. We used to keep them in like a fireproof like box in the basement. Like in case there was ever a fire, you wouldn't have bottle rockets and shit flying around. I just don't understand what you, why you would have a stockpile like that much. That many? Yeah, I know. I mean, I used to, on spring break, we'd stop in South Carolina and we'd buy like a potty pack of fireworks, you know, like $100 worth of fireworks. But we'd use them like throughout the year. And then like on 4th of July, you'd set them all off. But like we never had enough to cause like an explosion like that. You know what I mean? But it's still illegal here. Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes I mean, no that's, sense. that's what the Boston uh, bombers used for an igniter. They used fireworks. They went up to New Hampshire. They bought a bunch of fireworks. They took all the fucking powder out of it. And that's what they used as a trigger device for their uh, pressure treater bombs. In case you guys wonder. Because you can make a bomb using a pressure treat, a pressure uh, cooker and uh, fireworks. Pressure cooker thing. I mean, I, I like crock pots. Like I, we were talking about the other day, like I love oh, yeah. crock pots. Love great. Crock pots. Yeah, great. Pressure cooker. Never used one. Um, my uh, Chinese friend, Eddie Liu, used to have one in college to cook his rice. I guess that's more of a rice cooker than a pressure cooker, I guess. But same kind of concept. I, I never understood the concept of a pressure cooker. I just I understand like it just superheats it. I guess yeah. I don't know. With pressure I mean, and pressure, I guess yeah. <laughs> and could he also use his bombs? You know, um, you, know the, you know the bomber who's on death row who's getting a uh, stimulus check. I wonder what he's going to do with that stimulus check. What do you think? And I don't know what he can do with it. Really, it goes to his canteen, I guess. At his jail, I guess. He, I guess apparently he got the other stimulus checks as well. Which is nice. Well, I mean, I guess better to him than someone who... I'm sure there are dead people getting them, too. There have been dead people getting them since they've been going out. Dead people get them. Yeah. I mean, well, that's fine if dead people get them. At least they didn't kill anyone. Allegedly. So the same result, though. They're not going to be able to use it. <laughs> well, at least the criminal. I think he can still use it for his jail. I think he can use it for his canteen. Maybe. I mean, you know? it's not going to bring much satisfaction to his life. He's still going to be rotting. I, hope, I hope he's being fucking manhandled in prison. He's still this bitch. I hope they're using him like a bar of soap. Like I hope, like when they grab him, like I don't know. like he's a piece of shit. That's I mean, the only thing that I feel like that Mark, that Marky Mark movie nailed. That, that kid looked just like him. Uh-huh. I will say that that is the one credit I'll give that movie is it looked fucking just like him. And if he was half the piece of shit that he was portrayed in the movie, then then yeah, he deserves everything coming to him. You know what I mean? Speaking of movies, I just want to talk shit for a minute about. Fucking okay, so you remember a couple of years ago the movie Justice League? Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Okay, right. And well, the thing was during. So let me give a brief history here. So during the middle of the filming of the production of that, the director writer uh, Zack Snyder he was replaced by uh, Joe Whedon. He had a family issue where like he stepped out, and Joe Whedon, who did all the Marvel movies, well, not all of them, but some of them, but like Marvel and DC are kind of two different animals like dc is known to be a little darker marvel's yeah. more like you know like iron man and like it, it's a little fun you know not, yeah yeah not so dark but like joe sweden took over and kind of like you still have stuff that was in there from Zack snyder that was kind of dark and then like you had the joe sweden you could tell scene by scene like it just didn't mesh well it was bizarre it sucked mm-hmm. so fans have been petitioning for years to have a snyder cut they're like we know it's out there we want a snyder person i fucking hated justly it sucked yeah. And I don't like Zack Snyder. His movies, they look gorgeous. I will give him that. They look good, but they're boring and they're fucking 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Anyway, so p- fans have been petitioning Snyder cut, Snyder cut. Finally, 
guess what? HBO Max is releasing a Snyder Cut. They, they threw $80 million into this to have all of his shots that he filmed re-put together into this movie. And it is, it's coming out this Friday. It is fucking four hours long. Oh, God. What a dick. I'm sorry. No movie. No movie should be four hours long. You are a self-gratifying dickhead. Like, I, I think of miniseries or, yeah. or sequels. You know what I mean? Like, like to, to do that, if you can't establish your work in a movie like this, okay, two and a half hours. I'd give it two and a half hours, sure. Yep. And no horror movie or, or romantic comedy should be longer than an hour and 45 minutes. I agree, yeah. Period. A drama, two and a half hours. Two and a half okay. hours is what I'll give you, right? yeah. But fucking four hours. Yeah, it's nuts. For a movie that I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this only because these fucking fanboys will then still realize the movie still sucks. It's yeah. still going to suck. I mean, I'm a huge Martin Scorsese fan. I'm a big Robert De Niro fan. And The Irishman, too long. Fucking I was like three. I was, yeah, it was like that was like the three hours, three and a half hours for that movie. Yeah, this is a fucking superhero movie. Four yeah. hours. What a Cut dick. it down. Like I like the Lord of the Rings. I, I know they have been re releasing them into the movie theaters to try to get some stimulus. I like the AMC theaters and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's like three hours too. That's a long time to be sitting in a fucking movie. You know what I mean? That's like it's a day of half a day of work. Fucking yeah. crazy. I think you're a self indulgent asshole yeah. if you make a movie that's four hours long. You get I, cut the fat. I mean, like you said, a perfect comedy is an hour is ninety minutes, right? Perfect. Hour and a half, hour forty five. Yep. and yep. you know, an hour twenty. You know, like 120 minutes was that two hours? I'll Too take short that. Sucks too. Yeah, I'll take that for any two hours for any good, solid, like adventure drama, something that has a nice story base to it. You know what I mean? I'll take that. But like any more than two, two and a half hours. I mean, Casino is what two and a half hours long, and that's like they could have trimmed some fat in Casino. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Casino's good again. Yeah, it's like. But, uh, they could have trimmed some fat. I mean, they could have made that two hours. But, I mean, who's complaining? Like, I like Casino. Because you know what's a good thing about Casino is I could, I could hit play when I take off from an airplane. And when I land in Florida, the movie's over. You know what I mean? So, it's a perfect Florida flight, you know. But and it's a, it's a watchable movie. But, like, yeah, four hours long. It's just you're just being a fucking self-indulgent cocksucker at that point. That you only give a shit about yourself. And what you think. I'm so artsy. I'm so artsy. I want everything to be so artsy. And like the reviews, I'm like kind of saying what I'm saying. What, uh, like what I would predict it. I'm like, it's going to be long. It's going to be fucking boring. And that's what they're saying. Yep, it still fucking sucks. It still yeah. sucks. It's still long and suck boring. Before. It's like having sex with a porn star guy. Long but boring. Because he's doing sex all day. He comes home. He doesn't want to do sex no more. You know? Yeah. Imagine that. You come home. You just, you're just slaying ass all day. Five, six, seven different scenes. And your wife's like, I want to have sex. Or like, I don't know. If I was a guy and she was a porn star, I'd be like, how many guys have fucking blew their load all over you? I don't want to touch you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what happens if you're like, your wife isn't a porn star, but you're a porn star, you know? Yeah. yeah I but at least again. like your, your thing is going, here's the thing. It's like your member is going in somebody. You can yeah. wash that. I feel like it's worse to have someone else's member. Go oh, it, it, it's not the health aspect. That's it's it's, it's it's the point of having to do with something repetitively. That's like being like a professional painter. Like you paint houses for a living, and then you come home and your wife's like, "Can you paint our house?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm getting paid for, it, but I'm gonna do it for free. I, I can't know. imagine it be sex being fun if you were in the porn industry in your personal life. I can't imagine it being fun. 
You know, if I knew our guest was going to join us tonight, I would have got us a porn star to join us tonight. Because we're approaching a half hour at this point. No response. Perhaps she's friends of K.A. Think maybe she got some inside uh, info from K.A.? I think, I think it's time to read some, uh, some K.A. tweets. This is our moment of the time of the show. We do K.A. tweets. And if you know who K.A. is, then you know who we're talking about. And if you don't, then you should go back to several episodes prior to this and watch them, and then you find out who K.A. is. But because we're not giving her the, the courtesy of saying her name anymore because uh, she's a piece of shit. But we're going to okay, see what hey, This is a retweet, but it sounds like her anyway. I'll read yeah. it like her. Dear white men, go to fucking therapy. Mm. <laughs> okay. She's a white female, by the way, in case you guys are trying to keep track of this. In case you didn't know. <laughs> we'll give you at least that much info. Who gave, oh, the, who gave this radio show a cease and desist order uh, four or five years ago because we just we shared one of her pictures. That's all we did. It's like International Women's Day, which means all men need to Venmo every woman they know $5. Yeah, that makes no sense. No. no that, that's like, that makes me think she's fucking with us all. She's got to be, right? You can't be this fucking disconnected of the society, right? I mean, where are you when you're just a mental patient? Because that could be it, too. Maybe you're just a mental patient. I mean, I don't always do this radio show live from a margarita's restaurant. And looks, this looks like it's Medford. And it looks like this doesn't exist anymore because Medford's closed. Um, and you don't always do a broadcast from an extinct retail store. But... You know, sometimes no, it's not. It's not extinct oh, yet. Already, yes, endangered. <laughs> I guess you could say is the proper word, right? Endangered, endangered retail store. Um, so I mean, hey, tweets went on. That's all I would say. I, I I hate when she does tweet something that I agree with. That what you what you do? What you we agree? With, what'd she say? Just glad Ted Cruz didn't agree to come to Boston. We have enough garbage here. Thank you very much. Well, you're not a Ted Cruz fan, huh? He's just a, no, he's a, look at his fucking face. I just want to punch him. He's, look at, he's like a fuck face. Tom's brother. It's not very nice. Do you know that? His brother's Tom. Tom Cruise. Our it's oldest Tom. and most grotesque dinosaur, Rush, has died. I want to rush for him, but... Uh, oh, no. yeah. R.I.P. Rush. That's not very uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Rush isn't a... She's just a fucking... She hates life. Like, how can you go through life? Like, why would why live if you're going to be that miserable every day? They're not as fierce as they used to be, though. I wonder. Maybe she's finally fucking someone, you know? She's not a bad-looking girl if she just shut her mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to be sexist or any way of saying that, but, like, she's, a, she's an attractive girl, but she loses points when she talks because no guy in their right mind would ever find it attractive. Yeah, that's true. I, no, she I mean, doesn't even have a link to her website anymore on her Twitter. I don't know if she finally took down. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, I am not – she's one of those people who would say she's not a sex object but, like, puts, like, risque photos of herself up. I fucking hate that shit. What do you expect? And then like, she gets mad when people comment on them. Like, well, you just – you gave yourself a nudie pic, essentially, right? And you put it on for the world to see. Yeah. But then you're going to get mad when you're going to get attract weirdos. Well, yeah. welcome to society. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason half these fucking Instagram model girls are, like, famous is because they don't give a shit what they're doing. They, yeah. Like, I was watching um this uh, interview on uh, the Andy Kumi show, and they had this girl on, and she had, like, you know, a, you know, a half a million Instagram followers. And then 
he, there was, he was asking, he's like, well, what statistics, how many people, who follows you? Like, what's your demographic? And it was 25 through 45-year-old males was 80% of it. And she does this thing where she does, like, box unveils, where she opens up boxes of makeup and shit. Do you really think these 25 to 45-year-old guys give a shit what she's looking at? They're looking oh. at her tits. They're looking at her ass. They want to know what she's wearing. They don't give a fuck. If it wasn't for men, there wouldn't be this many followers on Instagram and Twitter and shit like this because guys are watching it because they're looking at it like it's like like softcore pornography, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Remember I said a long time ago when I stick to this, if I was a chick and I knew I was even average good looking, yeah. I would fucking sit in my bra and panties all day and play video games. On, on Twitch. And you'd be stupid if you didn't because that's what all, like, during this pandemic, these these girl comedians, they couldn't make any money doing comedy, obviously, because, obviously, comedy was shut down. Yeah. But they were doing it, they were doing, like, a, a, an OnlyFans fan. Like, you know, like, a, my own, what's it called? Only? OnlyFans? You know what I'm talking about, right? You're not a fan of Only? It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a site in which, um, like Which girls and stuff will go and like they'll, they'll you have to pay a subscription like a monthly oh, subscription. Oh, okay, it's one of those. I know what the yeah. type of site you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you get like coins and shit and fucking. It's like they throw coins at you. It's like online. It's like you buy, you pay like twenty dollars for these virtual fucking coins and you throw that like. Yeah, it makes, that no, kind of shit? no, no. You just pay a subscription. You pay a monthly subscription. So you come in and like you pay like a hundred dollars, you know, fifty dollars a month. Oh, okay, and you I'm looking at it right now. I see private saying. pitches and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, I would sit on fucking Twitch, play video games. It doesn't matter if you suck. You're a chick. You're hot. You're reasonably good looking. Just sit with my cleavage hanging out in my underwear. That's what I would yeah. do. So, we, I just got a message from the uh, guest. Um, <laughs> she didn't realize it was East Coast time. <laughs> so, she uh, she may be joining us. She goes, it's too late. I go, no, we still got time if you want to come on. So, uh, we can we can rag on her a little bit for oh, not. Oh, we're totally going to rag on her. <laughs> <laughs> going to rag on her. That's for sure. I look forward to that. I you know, us on the us on the East Coast. They're like, I like to say the best coast. You know what I'm I mean? Calling, I'm calling bullshit. That's what I'm gonna do. West Coast. The best part of the only great thing about the West Coast is because I'm our East Coast guy all the way, is that on a on a Sunday you can wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and you can watch a one o'clock East Coast game and you can watch football all day and your your night game starts at five thirty and you're done watching football by eight thirty, the sun is still out and you can go to bed. I 100% agree with you. That is the my favorite part of uh, of the West Coast. Other the than NFL the, hates the West Coast. They don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, they give you two games if you're lucky. And it's usually like some shit games, you know. And they'll fly to London and then still stuff to play the next week. <laughs> yep. All right. She's joining us right now. Caitlin Allen. Let's see. I'll give her a high time here. All the way from California. There she is. Oh, oh my God. Caitlin. You guys, I'm so dumb. Why am I so dumb? It's tell okay. me. Can anybody tell me? Time zone. Yeah, what are you my mom rag would on love me. to know. Damn it. It's hard to rag no. on when you jump on. You're like, I'm stupid. You shouldn't have said that because now it makes it harder for us to rag yeah. on. She just, right, well, that's, this is why I got into comedy. It's like I can make fun of myself and no one can, can fuck with me anymore. It was funny. You, you like, I was like, well, maybe she had a really, like, really heavy St. Patty's Day, like, and she started early. And I haven't even. Well, actually, I, I did actually start earlier than. <laughs> so I mean, actually, I've been drinking, but um, this had nothing to do with my my idiot my idiotness. Um, I 
you know what's so funny too? Uh, when you guys said 8 p.m., I was like, God, that's late, isn't it? It's like they're they're on the East Coast. I'm not even gonna scream. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so you know, fucking stupid. <laughs> I guess for, for future, great. you know, for future, I will say eight o'clock East Coast, five o'clock West Coast. I guess, I guess that's. I mean, it said EST, and I'm, you know, whatever. I don't have to explain myself. I'm just gonna that's say okay. I'm dumb, and that's that. Well, are, are you from? Uh, where are you originally from? I'm from the East Coast. Uh, I'm from North Carolina. Now you get no excuse because I, I was going to give yeah. you the benefit of doubt if you're like from like, you know, the West Coast. I'm like, oh, maybe she's not familiar with Eastern, you know. No, if anything, I saw EST and I was like, yeah, that's where I live. That's not where I live anymore. I'm PST. <laughs> PST, that's right. I'm so dumb. Anyway, um, hey guys. Well, hey, thank you for joining us. <laughs> I'm just glad you joined us so we didn't have to, like, you know, we were just ripping on you for, like, we were like, where the hell is she? she I, just, I, as you up, should you know? be. So, yeah, so you saved yourself. So, you good job. Did the exact that. thing. <laughs> we were, okay, so which one? Wait, so you got Adam. Who, who's who? Because I don't, I don't who, who, who is, who are you and who is who? Well, I, would, I don't know who you're pointing at. It doesn't, I, I can't know. see That's what you're pointing at. <laughs> Who's you're at like a blockbuster? And it's like, like how can I see where you're pointing? So, yeah, Adam's at a yeah, blockbuster. Bottom left, I am Adam. She's Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, what's and, going oh, on? Oh, it does say Adam. It does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've been COVID for a whole year, and I'm like, how does Zoom work? What's a Zoom? <laughs> what is, am I Zooming? Yeah. A Zoom, like Microsoft right? Music Player? Like a Microsoft Music Player? Remember that shit? Do you know what's funny? Oh, we, uh, we I downloaded eat- this off Napster. <laughs> You're illegally downloading this episode from a uh, spot from what was the it was Napster. What was the other one? It was um LimeWire. LimeWire. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, we we went the entire time broadcasting and then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden me and him were like, oh, we could get guests from Zoom. We never even this never even came across from us. And so now we're just like, oh, now right. we're on every week. So it's actually kind of a good thing. But I haven't, like, yeah. Adam and I used to be, like, sitting, he would be sitting next to me right here, and we'd just be, like, bullshitting, and occasionally my dog would run through, or my baby would cry, or one of my fucking roommates would come in and add his two fucking cents, you know, but we don't get that anymore, which is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. So, I mean, are you guys in the same area? You must be, if you would oh, be we, showing we, up and doing this together. We work in the same office and during the day. see his lovely face every day. Every day. <laughs> he you guys says, are like, please get rid of him. He sits 20 I see feet him more than he sees his wife. It's basically true. Wow. Yeah. You're the work wife, Adam. Yeah, he's my work wife. He takes me out for coffee once in a while. Aww. Occasional hand job. Only on Wednesday. <laughs> That's nice. You know. That's more than my wife does. I don't have a wife. I'm kidding. I can really throw people off with this outfit. They're like, she's definitely gay. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, no, I wouldn't think that if you said you're from North Carolina. So I figure that's a nice. Right. They're all straight. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch your PSA. You did like a, um, a public service announcement thing on your site. You had, uh, mm-hmm. I saw that. That was pretty. That's cool. It's a nice long um, tracking shot. It was, uh... Yeah, that was all on a dolly. That was all of our dolly track um, back when I was in film school. That was literally every inch of dolly track that the school owned. We used for that uh, for that shoot. Um, that's probably the coolest thing I did in school, which is sad because I went to film school to make movies and I'm making this like dope commercial. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll, so, I'll take it, you know. So tell us a little about yourself. So you're from North Carolina. Did you go to the West Coast to do film school? Is that the idea? Or? No, I, I did film school in North Carolina. There's, uh, it's actually the oldest public cons- art conservatory in the country. It's the North Carolina School of the Arts. Okay. And uh, they, they've had a film school there. I mean, it's it's pretty new. Like 1997, it opened, but um, 
that's where I went to school. Uh, it was like 30 minutes from where I, grew, where I grew up. And it happens to be like one of the top film schools in the world. And I was like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. can just go to school in my backyard, right? That's nice. And um, it was really great. It's a really cheap, I mean, it's public, very cheap. Um, I would still be paying off my loans if I went to any other film school. Um, and when it was done, I, I had a great time, did really well, uh, graduated with my uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts in film directing. And then, yeah, I was like, well, now you go to Hollywood, right? Because that's what you do. And, yeah, really? um, and I, we have a lot of connections. Like we have a lot of people who like older people that were huge, like the eighties and nineties, like filmmakers, directors, writers, things like that. And now they're like, I'm fucking over it. And so they go move to North Carolina. They have a huge, you know, they can afford just like mass amounts of land and, and yep. shit. And they just teach on their way out. Right. Cool. So like the teachers are fantastic and, and, and very connected with the industry. So yeah, I didn't really have too many issues when I moved out. I mean, it was definitely a struggle because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And you just don't come out here directing movies, right? So I was like, what am I doing here? So it took me a long time to like figure out my place. Um, and weirdly, I found it doing social media. So it's actually, I am doing commercials and like advertising. It's just a little different. It's all for my cell phone and not on a, you know, a big camera, but it's, um, it pays my bills. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you're making money of it. So that's the important yeah. part, I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. You really enjoy doing it. It pays my for my comedy habit, my yeah. comedy addiction. I did. I enjoyed your uh, the was it was called? Oh my god! I just I had written down. It was the the slumber party video. You did, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, we had a slumber party show and we made that the really crazy one. We're all doing like coke at the end yeah, and like freaking out. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. yeah, like pumping. Their yeah, 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 yeah. How come I never yeah. invited parties like that? Jesus, that seemed like a good time. You never got to start <laughs> hanging out with more chicks, dude. No. Like a, it was like a sorority party gone bad. Like, yeah, or gone good, it. you know? Yeah, well, good, depending on, you. <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Unless you're getting rid of a body at midnight and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> That's true. Not that I have any experience right. with growing up of in course not. New England getting rid of bodies or anything, especially <laughs> St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Who am I talking to right now? Like, it's just <laughs> secret mob shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Mob doesn't I just exist. won't piss you, piss you guys off. No, we're harmless. I mean, I'm we're sick. actually a Scientology group. Yeah, we're, <laughs> <laughs> then you should fit right in. No, not only we're a Scientology group that sells timeshares. So we're hoping we, <laughs> so we it's all get, a cult. Yes, we hope you can you can join our group and then you know join a timeshare somewhere in Fort Lauderdale before you retire. So it's all good. I'm in. So, how long have you been out in California for? I guess you should say. Uh, seven and a half years. Oh, now. so you're, um, you're seasoned to the. I've been here for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, I still feel like I, I, I'm just I, seven years in. I feel like I just now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I, I get it now, and I'm here, and I'm like, I'm thriving. Like I'm not, um, you know, I'm not like buying a house, kind yeah. of thriving. Um, I'm not a millionaire yet, but um, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in the scene. I know people. I know how much all this shit costs. I've I've figured out how to budget and how to live and how you know I know where everything is. It took a long time, and actually, when I moved out here, a lot of my teachers from that school were like, just you need to give it like at least three years. Like this isn't a place you just go and just it just all lines up for you. Like it, it's going to take time. So buckle basically, up. basically, you figure out how to be an adult. That's pretty much what yeah. it boils down to, <laughs> but, right? You know, basically, but like, but yeah. like an adult on steroids, right? Yeah. Because my rent in North Carolina was three hundred fifty dollars a month. 
you know, so like moving out here where I was sharing a, a bedroom with my, or, you know, with my boyfriend at the time and we were still paying 800 each. And I remember being like $800 for rent. Yeah. Like each. what the fuck? Each yeah. Each. So like our yeah. one bedroom was 1600. Um, so, you know, it, that, yeah, definitely. It's like learning how to be an adult, but it's like, it's, it's like really extreme and not having any family out here, like anybody to be like, mom, can you like pick me up? Like, there's right. no, you know, can I do my laundry at your place? Like you're just, yeah, you're, I, I definitely got kind of thrown into it, but, um, it takes balls. I, I, I would, it's, it's tough to do. I would, it was ignorant. It was total naivete. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'll just go out there. Just fucking kill it. And then, you know, got out here and was like, Oh yeah, no one gives a shit about me. Like no Brad one cares. Pitt, Brad Pitt did that. He was a fucking, was he a cashier at a fucking grocery store? And he decided he was going to go out to fucking, he yeah. graduated. He just went out to California. He was like, I'm just going to become an actor. Like, oh, I mean, when you're that hot, I mean, you just are used to just going, yeah, I think I'll do that. And just, it works, you know, um, you must just be nice, Brad. Become a prostitute the worst worst possible. Are you gonna be right, yeah, worst movie? case I'll just suck some dick, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Plan B. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg did that in Boogie Nights, so it all worked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I could never do that. I, I can never imagine going to like I, I I would the idea of it when you're like younger seems like really like adventurous and stuff like this, but I don't have the balls to ever just be like, Yeah, I have no I'm just gonna go out there and just fucking let it let's, let's see how it goes, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I think that's why the, the ignorance played into it. I didn't know yeah. any better, you know? I've always wondered for every success story about actors, like, you know, I was living in my car and then I had this big break. I wonder for, ev for every success story, though, there's probably like 500 failures of people that either ran home crying to mommy or people that ended up in really bad spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. did, never made it, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's in a weird way, it's kind of a good thing because it's like, if, if, you, if your heart isn't in this, what are you doing here? Like, this is too, yeah. the, the, the stakes are too high, you know, and, and this place is fucking cold. I mean, I mean it's hot weather-wise, but like, yeah, no, yeah, everybody, no. everybody has made so many sacrifices to be here. Like, and, and like, unless you come from just a fuckload of money, I mean, that's a whole thing that I don't really, I can't really relate to, but otherwise people have made a lot of sacrifices to be here and you have to fucking hustle and work hard and, and it never stops. Like, you know, I mean, COVID, I was like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened. I haven't slept in six years, you know? Yeah. So I was like, so thankful that the world made me take a break because you just don't, there is just so much hustling. So it's also like, it's a very cold place though, because you know, if I have a date planned on Wednesday to go see somebody, you know, if I get booked on a gig, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I have to go take this gig. Well, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, you always are making choices for your career over everything else. And that means, you know, I have like two friends, like two real friends and then everybody else that, you know, and I'm lucky that I've had that. It's taken me seven and a half years to find people that are like good. So, and actually I knew them from film school. So they're not yeah. even new people. I think a lot <laughs> you know? of friends because it's about I barely have two friends you know what I mean I mean it's so it's yeah like, it's, that's actually pretty it is I'm, I'm like every day I'm like I have two friends like that's yeah. great that's more, more than, than I have a lot you today. know three's a crowd that's how I always say I agree so they say at the swingers <laughs> clubs you know I mean, don't bring three right people. right so right. Do, you, do you love California do you hate it like or do you it's a lot I love it benefit. okay all right I'm definitely all for it. I think if there was one thing, like if God came down on like a holy, holy chariot and was like, Hey, what if I could change one thing? I'd be like, can we please fix the homeless situation? Yeah. It's wild out there. Like yeah. this is this, it's literally, it is absolutely insane. Like it's like a third, it's so crazy how, you know, right at the base of the Hills. So you have like the Hollywood sign and all those bill, you know, millions and millions of dollars of how like just rich wealth. And then you just yep. go down the Hill and it's, 
and it's people taking a dump on the sidewalk right in front of you. And you're like, what is going on? I mean, it's, um, you get that in New York City too, though. I mean, that's like. You know, no, and this is way worse. But yeah. It's South Africa. Way, way exactly worse. Yeah. It's literally a third world country. It's a third world country. And I've, I've spent time in New York. It's definitely dirty. It's grungy. There's homeless people. This is like, I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Like there's, uh, I go just to go get, a, you know, I, there's not a single route to a grocery store where I don't have to pass like multiple encampments. I mean, if you and were homeless, when you, when you go to California, it's nice and warm all year round. You it's, know what I mean? it's warm. We rarely get rain. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's a lot of laws that protect them. Um, mm-hmm. And they get they get state money. And I mean, I'm not going to get into politics. Like, I don't yeah, know what yeah, the solution yeah, is. Gonna, that's yeah, that's yeah. why I'm like, literally, it has to be God. Because I don't know what else would fix this. Like, it's so mm-hmm. bad. I, so that's the one thing that I'm like, ugh. But everything else, yeah, I love. I love California. I know Hawaii's worse, and I know is San Francisco worse than LA. San Francisco is terrible. I'd say it's pretty. It's pretty comparable. Like we're yeah. both in, in a state of emergency for homelessness. That's never happened, like in the history of whatever. Like we had to get federal aid using what's supposed to be for like earthquakes and like catastrophic events. We're using it because of the homeless. So it's, it's bad. pretty bad. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's such a, a, a separation between, like you said, the wealthy people who are making, you know, millions of dollars living in there. And then you're a stone's mm-hmm. throw away from people who don't have anything. Now, yeah. regardless if it's mental illness or it's their own ambitions not to do anything, put that mm-hmm. aside. It's just a contrast between the two. It's just like, you don't really see that anywhere else around, you know, once the small, yeah, it's crazy. But, and, you know, it's, like, it's to add to Adam's point, it's like you imagine how many people are homeless there who just decided that one day they were going to go out to California and try to make it be a star, you know, and then mm-hmm. you don't have enough money for that Greyhound ticket back to Omaha, Nebraska, fucking to right. continue your life back where you used to be. I So yeah. personally, I'm an East Coast guy. I've been to the West Coast. Yeah. I, I The cities I like, is, uh, I'm, I'm not a big – I've been to L.A. a couple of times. I wasn't a fan, and I don't know if it just wasn't my – Forte. Like I enjoy New York City. I enjoy everything being mm-hmm. close together. I enjoy the, the chaos, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Me too. But the, the thing about California was everything was just kind of, you know, everyone was on its own pace and everyone was like all yep. stuff to, you know, it was a Monday night. I'm at a dive bar in Beverly Hills and these like mother and daughter come in. They're dressed up like they go into the, you know, to the freaking Oscars. And it, to me, yeah. it was just like it took away. It was like a cheapness to it. You know what I mean? I felt like I was getting a hooker, but I wasn't even talking to him. You know, it, it was kind of weird. Right. I couldn't really. Yeah. I'd rather a girl walking. I wouldn't have, place, I wouldn't have you know. told you to go to Beverly Hills. Like of all the places to <laughs> yeah. go, I'd be like, this is not the place for you. I don't think. <laughs> and, 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 nor is it for me. Yeah. You know, was, I don't go there. I don't. There's West Side. That's like West Beverly Hills, Hills, it was West Santa Hollywood. Monica. It was like West, West Hollywood, Hollywood, Beverly Hills area, like that area. Yep. Which The only reason I booked my hotel was there because I was like, that's where everything is, you know. I mean, that's why I get to see everything, you know. But I, who, right. what the fuck do I know? I'm coming over from freaking right. Boston. I'm like, you know, just walking in there, having a good old. It's time. the famous. It's the famous area, and like, um, but that's not like when I have friends like hit me up when they're coming to visit. And they're like, where should I go? I usually I'll tell them if you can get be near the beach. Like that's usually what a lot of people want to see. They want to go by yeah. the beach, but. Yeah. I like, I'm on the east side, like I'm East Hollywood. Um, and that's where, to me, that's where all the culture is. It's very, um, very Latino, Hispanic. Uh, I live in top, like right next to Tide Town. So there's a lot of um, Asian influence. It's just more real. I used to live in Koreatown, which was, it was, I felt like I was in New York City the whole time I was there. Like just 
fucking vibing. Like there's just so much shit going on all the time. There's like a million yeah. restaurants. Like there's, there's more restaurants in Koreatown per square inch than anywhere else in the world. Or I mean, sorry, in the country. Like that's how many restaurants are on top of each other. It's just buildings on it. Just nothing but restaurants. And I'm a big foodie. So I loved it there. Um, and so that might be more, <laughs> more your, your vibe, but like I, I, LA, I don't know. Like, I don't honestly get that many people coming to visit me. Like I'm usually going to visit other people and I'm, yeah. unless they want to come and like kick it at my pool or something. Cause it's like the weather's nice. Like I get that, but, um, what are we going to do? You know, yeah. especially during COVID, what the fuck are we going to, everything's I, I been shut going, down. Uh, I love going to visit. The, I have friends who live in Ontario and, um, it's great because they have their own airport. So it's like, it's yep. not that far from LA too. So it's like Ontario is, it's fine. So it's like, go there, yeah. and go to LA, hang out. And, um, yeah, I used to go every year. So, um, but yeah, I love visiting there. Living there, yeah, it, it's not my style. Yeah. I could I could people watch on Venice Beach all fucking oh, day. Yeah, for I sure. could sit on Venice Beach all day. Yeah. Right? Just drink and look at people. Characters so yeah. cool. fucking hang do, out there. Do y'all smoke do you, are you guys pot smokers? Are you into the weed? I'm not, but a little I, bit. I, on weekends I, I will. I appreciate yeah. the uh the hobby, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like that's a big part of the culture here that I like yeah. is like it's just you just every you just walk down the street smoking a joint and I get very accustomed to that. And then I go home to North Carolina and I'm like just lighting up a joint. And my mom's like, get in the <laughs> yeah. back of the house. What are you doing? So you know, this is just recently passed that law about a year ago where you can do it outside and stuff. And like people like you'd be in the subway in Boston and someone's just lighting a joint. And at first you'd be like, you know, that's a little ballsy. But then you realize, well, there's nothing well, it's just like lighting a cigarette. You know what I mean? It's like, so yeah, yeah. Down self, they haven't really adjusted to it quite yet. They're still trying to get yeah. acclimated to the whole, you know, litmus. They still don't let gay people get married down south in some cities. So it's like, you know what I mean? So there's still a little. They're always so still A little stuff behind and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> let them catch up, I guess you could say, right, eventually, right? Yeah. Have, yep. you, um, have you made your way to Boston at all at any point? You know what? I've never been to Boston. My brother went to Berkeley School of Music. So oh, he okay. lived there. Yeah. So he, he was there for a minute and I just never got to go. Um, oh, it's definitely on my, I want to. I mean, it's just so cold. I'm such a desert rat, dude. I'm wearing it's it's been like 56, like right at 60. Oh, poor I've been thing. wearing a parka. I've been wearing a parka. Just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That is who I am. Okay, so like I'd be in Boston, just like I'm not leaving the hotel. Not okay. in the summer. Not in the summer though. You'd be sticking to things. And that's when I need to come. Yeah. Yeah. All the humidity, right? Very right. good comedy scene here. You'd enjoy. Doing, I would love you know, to come do you know, comedy in Boston. It's really nice here. It's a, and everyone's. It's like a little community. You know, we've got a lot of people that are coming through this show and stuff. And you know, I've done stand up in the past, and Adam and I have been doing this show for a decade at this point. So we have a. There's a lot of comedians, awesome. a lot of people that it's like nice, 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 close knit community and stuff. You know, so but if you don't mind, you know, walking to one comedy club to another in January at negative ten degrees. You know, which we've all done occasionally. <laughs> Um, you know, Lord. it's an acquired taste, you know, it gives you more of a little appreciation to get in there. You get into the fucking place, you have a freaking giant, giant right? Thing. You know, it's it's it could be it takes like 10 minutes just to like take everything off, yeah. Well, it's funny because I was in my backyard this afternoon and it was like it's in, it's in the 40s, and I was like, what's this nice? And I go, you know, I really like living up here because once you get past like April 1st, it's like really, really nice, you know, and then the summer yeah. gets hot and you can enjoy it, and it's until about you know, Halloween is usually the cutoff, right? So you get like a solo, like six months of awesomeness. And like, yeah, you really have to just be dedicated for that six months of awesomeness to put through the six months of shittiness that you're going to well to endure 
during the winter yeah. home, you know what i mean but there there is that weird we're kind of entering it now or like there's this weird sort of buffer where it's confusing where it's like okay it's 40 degrees and yeah. the next day it's 80 and it's yeah. like what right. the fuck well, <laughs> it's like hormonal it's like yeah. flips back and forth dude north <laughs> carolina exactly. is like that too it's like a stimulus check you just you think you're getting money back this is great but you're just getting your taxes back that you already paid. Right. So it's like you're you're getting right. some false hope, like, oh, this is really nice. But you just you just get right. something you already had before that you just didn't yeah. appreciate right. you just didn't have. Just it, repackaged you know? like yeah. here's something else. Yeah, this is spring. You know, oh spring. <laughs> I like this. Like, oh, I've done this before, you know what I mean? North Carolina is nice though. I gotta say, all the years I've traveled, North Carolina, I like the the weather doesn't get too harsh in the winter. It's still pretty, you know, it's tolerable. And in the summers, yeah. it's not too bad either. It's not like Florida, you're going to die from the heat. Yeah, know. right. What part of North Carolina, actually, where are you from? What region area? Uh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, like right in the middle of the Piedmont. Oh. Were you familiar with the um, the Salem, uh, I think it's oh, Winston-Salem. Is that the Salem Red Sox? It's a minor league facility, uh, affiliate of the Oh, Bulls. there's the Grasshoppers. There's the yes. Winston-Salem yes, Grasshoppers. The, uh, yeah. A single-A team of our uh, beloved Boston Red Sox played out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, only... I never went to a game and I, I regretted it. I like really didn't because that's where the that's where my film school was, was in Winston. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just busy being a college student. I was probably just drunk. Yeah. And, I don't, <laughs> and correct me if I'm incorrect. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Winston is where they got the name for the cigarettes because of the tobacco company, right? Is that where? Uh... Yeah, big tobacco. There's Salem cigarettes yep. named yep. up because yep. it used to be two different things. It was Winston, North Carolina, and Salem. And I don't really remember the history there, but they joined forces. Um, but both of the tobacco factories for Winston and Salem, all of those were all like in that same area. Oh, that and big company, now- the Marlboro Company. Whatever the, the, the name, the big name is, I forget the name of it, but it's like, it's all- Marlboro at- yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and it's funny because now, I mean, tobacco sales are not what they used to be, right? So a lot of those buildings are now lofts. They've turned them into like, so you, the people are living in in an old tobacco factory, oh, cool. which I think is kind of yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, they, they, they did, they did uh, it in Boston. They did the same thing. They turned yeah. a lot of like shoe factories and like a lot of like uh, paper so mills cool. into like lofts where you can live in and stuff like that. It's really really nice. I actually had an apartment in old uh, shoe loft, which is like you're living in this like old factory and it has like the big windows. The huge, big windows, high ceilings. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I would definitely love to live in something like that. I've I've got a nice place. I'm in Hollywood. I'm actually in this really cool old um, building that apparently the history here, there's not a lot of buildings that are still around because we didn't have, we don't have, um, uh, we didn't have preservation societies or anything like that until like the 50s. So like anything that was made before that, they'd be like, ah, just tear it down, build a big whatever, right? Yeah. but this building I'm in was actually like classic Hollywood. So um, a lot of the actors that were signed with like Paramount or, you know, Universal or like whatever, or MGM would probably be more of it. They, uh, the studio would house them here in this, in my like apartment complex. So like, this That's is cool. all like 50, like classic Hollywood actors That's and cinematographers cool. and shit would all live in this building. Yeah. It's really neat. Um, and there's it's like surrounded by palm trees. I just feel I'm like, well, if I'm gonna live here, I might as well like really, you know, yeah, feel think, like I'm in Hollywood, yeah, right? Embrace it, yeah. That's the best yeah. part. Of, best part about uh, yeah, about, about LA and Hollywood and stuff is the stories. Like you could be uh, like at a coffee shop somewhere and be like, well, this is where so and so, you know, got the script. Oh yeah. So and so, you know, 
But you mentioned a lot of Holly. I like Hollywood history. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Remember Phoenix yeah. died right in front of the Viper Room. <laughs> right, right. I mean, some of it's kind of dark, but it's still cool. Dark. You mentioned yeah. uh, Koreatown, and actually, Koreatown is where the the. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but Jerry's apartment is actually on um, a street in Koreatown in L.A., and that's actually the. Oh no way. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I know might that. see. Do I get the? I can pull up the. I don't know if I have the address on my phone, but when I go to L.A. eventually again. That is one thing I want to see. And it's funny because they still were like, yeah, this is the, you think it's New York city, but it's really like a, a street in Korea. It's, it's a high, you know, like you said, everything's so condensed. So it feels like it's like New York, you know what I mean? He, to- yeah, it. totally. Yeah. It's just kind of cool. It's, it's always the fake of the eye. Hollywood. Yeah. So good. With that Hollywood people. movie magic. That's right. Now, do you think you're a uh, long-term West coasty or you think, uh, you know, it's just the stuff. The, the intention, the like, the like big, the big dream goal is to be bi-coastal. Um, I'd really like to, cause I, I, I love LA. Like I, I, like I said, I'm a desert rat, so I do well in the heat. I like that it gets, you know, that mm-hmm. hundred, hundred degree dry. Yeah. I could, if I could live in a bathing suit, I would like, if I could just show up to meetings and just be like in a, you know, two piece, just like, let's get to work guys. Like that's, <laughs> I, if I could, I would, but, um, so that's me. I, so I do, I, I don't know if I could handle New York full time, mm-hmm. um, but I fucking love New York city so much. And so I think like, it'd be really dope to be able to like, just go back and forth, you know, go to New York yeah. for a month and fucking kick it, come back, kick it, you know, and just no, like have these two fun. worlds best of both. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm here. Like st- unless something like really drastically changes or I don't know, I get an opportunity to do something else. It would have to be a pretty big opportunity because I don't, maybe Austin, Texas. I can't think of too many other places that I would, I could really like fuck with, yeah. to be honest. Well, you seem to be a, a pretty much a success story of California because we've talked to a few people that got out there. We had a, a co-host for a few weeks on the show. Remember him, uh, Adam, that they stopped talking to us after we actually went, <laughs> um, who was a, uh, went to LA and didn't really, anything really happened after that and kind of just disappeared. So, you know. Ghosted, yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot more bad stories than good stories, I guess you could say. So at least you get your stuff together. You know what you're doing. So like, that's good. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. And I mean, making con- money, right? So once you start figuring out how to make it money, what you want to do, you, you kind of get the idea. That's the biggest part, you know, and not just make, cause like I, I was making money doing other stuff, but I was like miserable. Yeah. You know, like Brilliant. it was like, I did I was like PAing on like on shows. I was an assistant. I fucking hated it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm paying my bills, but I'm miserable. And so the fact that I've like figured out stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. You know, I do like social media content production and management and things like that. It's fun. I'm just shooting my, I'm just on Instagram and shit all day. It's yeah. like, I'm already doing that. What, you know? Um, yeah, right now, yeah. So figuring that out. And, you know, I, I do think that this town is just, it's like, if you can just outlast the bullshit, like if you can just keep your head down and just keep going, eventually something will click. Like things will start moving in your direction. And what's funny was like, I was just getting to that point. I was in New York city in February of last year. I'm like, I'm getting paid to do comedy. Like, this is awesome. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. And then (laughs) I got COVID. Got it. Oh God. Oh yeah. I had a 104 degree fever, like the whole thing. Um, you know, um, Oh. And it ended up being a good thing because then I've, I've been, I've had the antibodies this whole time, just fucking yeah. chilling, but my God, uh, but then the world shut down two weeks later and it was mm. just like, well, 
that was fun, you know, while it lasted, but um, I'm getting back. It's we're, we're getting back now. Um, actually tonight I run a show um, uh, that's been doing really well, a weekly thing, and I'm starting to book shows again. So we're, we're, we're making our way back, you know, um, it's not like, over, just paused. Do you like stand up or is it just something you're doing just to kind of pass the time? Like, is or cause like you, obviously you, you, I feel like you're into the film and the production more aspect of it, but like, is stand up just something you kind of just did because it was available to do, or was it something you just like, really enjoy doing? It was, I'd never, um, it was never something that I wanted to do. I, I probably want before I got a job at the laugh factory as a video editor three, about three years ago. Yep. And, um, and I just needed a job. Right. And I was just like desperate, like just give me a job wherever. And I was like, Oh, cool. It's at a comedy club. Cause you know, I did improv and I've always, I've done a lot of comedic acting and writing. And I mean, even the, the PSA that you guys talked about, like I wrote yeah. that as well. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is cool. And then I'm there and it's like, I remember I'd stay after. So like my shift would be over at 7 PM and the shows would start at 7:30, and I'd be like, well, I'm just going to stay here and kick it. I mean, what else do I have to do? And I would, cause I could stay for the shows, get free drinks and watch comedy. Sounds good, and right? I would sit there. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I'd sit there and I'd watch and they, to me, they felt like rock stars, like these comics, like the, the place is packed out the laugh factory. Like people are like wanting their autographs. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, they're stars, dude. And, and, and I'm watching them going, they're just telling jokes. Like I literally, this is what I do with my friends all the time. Like this can't be that hard. And I know that that's like, it is hard and they're good because they made me think it was easy, but it still was like, well, I could do that. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it just kind of fell in my lap. Like I didn't go looking for it. Like I was just working at the club and I got to know all these comedians and they realized I was funny and they're like, Hey, I've, I've got a show. Do you want to host? I don't have any material. That's fine. Just rip. Yeah. Before I knew it, I was hosting and built, you know, just improvising and I didn't have anything written and I fucking loved it. And then finally they were like, okay, you've got to perform. You have to write material. And so I did, I did three minutes and the rest is sister. I ended up taking a right, like a class, like to help with structure and like how to really set up jokes and, mm. you know, basic shit, like what to do with the microphone, how, oh, yeah. how bookings the, the, work, just like yeah, basic, yeah. basic shit that I, I didn't, this is how little I knew. Yeah. And, um, and, and literally it just like took off like a rocket after that. Like I was getting booked. I did good. every club in Los Angeles within my first year of doing stand up. And, um, so I do love it, but I do yeah. see it as like a stepping stone to like a lot of other things that I really want to do, like writing and acting and directing and all these other things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go do a bunch of auditions. I did that. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, it's soul sucking and rarely am I actually auditioning for something that I want to do. Like usually it's like, here's a butt plug commercial. And I'm like, oh, actually that would be something I'd like to do. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> actually I would say yes to that immediately. I but you know, just like some. <laughs> yeah are you kidding especially if you get a butt plug to go like that's yeah. great um yeah, get some butt, free products butt plugs. <laughs> sign me up dude so uh yeah it's um so to me i'm like oh wait so i can get to those the same places that i wanted to go but i'm just telling jokes and hanging out and getting drunk with my friends every night like this is way better yeah absolutely way better that's good so it, I, it's a little bit of both you know i love it but i also see it as yeah you know the vehicle for me to go other places so for like stand up for me, it was like the greatest high ever to get on stage and have people laughing and stuff like that. But like for me, it was weird because I think I always wanted to be like an actor or be in like Hollywood and stuff. Like then I started doing stand up after like after the fact when in my like mid twenties, and I was like, mm -hmm. I could just do this my entire life. Like I could, I could, I feel like I could just be content with just being a road comic and just going to like like you know like a, I don't know, I because to me it's like totally. 
it'd be cool just to see new crowds and stuff and like like you, you know you know how it is once you get people cracking up and i stuff, love traveling like, too uh, it's like know? i under I, I i like that i like the idea i would that's the other great part of it is like okay well even if it doesn't lead to like a sitcom or even yeah, if it doesn't lead to some yeah. fuck it i'm having a blast are you right. kidding me like this is great and there is ways to make money doing it especially if you're on the road Absolutely. and knowing what i know about social media like you can also I could, you could find ways to monetize your your you know your content and stuff like you can make it work um Absolutely. i would just yeah. like to be i just i would like to um i just i love the art form of filmmaking and i and I, I fell in love with it when I was in school. I, it, I don't think it's over for me. I think it's just on, uh, on like a pause right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely don't want to give up that entirely. But I would be just as satisfied if this is all I did forever. I'd be like, yeah, are you kidding? I'm making money to get up on stage and tell dick jokes. This is, a, this is stupid. Like, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you for joining us, even though it was a little late. I'm not going to get into hey, it. I don't know. We'll just not to mention that. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was it was cool talking to you. It was really interesting. And when we, Adam and I make it out to LA, we'll hit you up because uh, we want to see some of your shows. So hopefully, uh, yeah. Back Likewise, when I come to Boston, yeah, I got people know. in Boston now. There you go. We'll we'll find you a place to do some uh, to a set. So absolutely. Oh, that's awesome! Thanks so um, much for thinking of me for having me. Yeah, no, no problem at all. No. What's your website? What do you plug in? Where people find you and do all that? You know, social stuff. Um, it's uh, any all the platforms is Caitlin Allen, and uh, that's A L Y N is uh, is Allen, and um, which you can see if you guys are watching. I'm on your Instagram page, so that's it. I don't really have any. You know, what the fuck am I gonna? What am I promoting? At the, if you're in Los Angeles, you can come to my women's show Wednesday nights at nine uh, yeah. downtown LA. Wait, is that West Coast <laughs> East Coast time? Yes, West well, Coast yeah, East Coast time. Yes, Shit, yes. nine p.m. PST. There you go. You can come then. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Kayla. Really Thanks you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Kayla and Allen, everyone. See, she was nice. She didn't stand this up. She was just confused. I, she was right. Maybe she was confused at the time zones. Yeah, she she must have been. She she harped on herself. So it was hard. It's hard to attack somebody when they go after themselves. You can't really. Time zones are a bitch. You know, there's some there's some states that don't change the time. They don't change. Imagine if she was like in Arizona and she was really thrown off because they you know you're sometimes three hours off, sometimes two hours off. So I will say too this this screen that I was that I, I love I love being on the screen. Hold on, uh, because watching? it looks like I'm checking somebody out of Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I liked your knee during the Look. interview. Oh yeah, because I got my leg off the show now. A hairy fucking knee. It looked like you looked like you were erected. Isn't that hairy? Is it really? <laughs> No, it's not. It's not too hairy. It looks like an elbow. It's I mean, not bad. It does look like an elbow. It looks like it's something. It's not too off. bad. It looks like you have like a bald baby sitting on your. Oh, I gotta this video. Bob, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta check you in. You know, girls gone oh, wild. Version one. Oh man. Um. So this is our last show. We're not gonna be on next week because I'm gonna be in a, a sunny state of Florida, and Adam's gonna be doing all my work in the office. So that's gonna be great for me. So I'm being yelled at. Him. Um, but uh, I, I do suggest if you are having some withdrawals of the show that you go check us out on uh, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, um, Intune. I mean, there's a million places you can find us. So, And if you are in the uh, going on the East Coast, look for the yellow Jeep because I have the WizAdi.com in the back. That will direct you right to this radio show if you're going around. So there you go. I'm curious how many weird fans we get in some like 
outside of Western Virginia City, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. You guys look pretty. You guys got a pretty mouth. Pretty little mouth. Yeah. I want to fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. So, yeah, maybe hopefully that doesn't happen. So, I'm going to be doing some backwards pods. This is a fucking country in the next couple, next 10 days. So, other than that, thank you guys for watching. Adam, uh, anything you want to plug? I know you get some more Wind Potatoes new and released coming yeah, soon. The World yeah, well, a couple weeks ago we had the Nicolas Cage video. I'm work- I've been working on one for Ed Norton. It's pretty much done. I had to, yeah. have to tweak it a little. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to release it this Friday or not. But so I'm, just re- I'm just realizing now the World of Potatoes up backwards. It's married. So we're getting it backwards. Not on my screen. Well, on YouTube, I mean on uh, Facebook and on me, it's reversed. <laughs> I don't see it reversed. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to take a quick picture. Yeah, I'm, I'll send you a picture too. Yeah, no, I, I believe you because it's just fucking bizarre how this shit works sometimes. It's like, like, but like, there we go. It's just, but it's the whirlwind potato if you can't read backwards. Now, if you take a picture of this and you reverse it in the mirror, then you can see whirlwind potato. So it's maybe it's like a secret message for those who want. It's not reversed. That's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's that shouldn't happen. It's got to be the Zoom thing, perhaps. Um, I'm in a Mexican restaurant. He's in a blockbuster. We're gonna. I'm gonna enjoy drinking margaritas. He's gonna enjoy taking out movies. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all you Irish and non-Irish. Adam and I would be somewhere in Faneuil Hall right now, ten years ago, drinking heavily, but we're old and COVID is a thing, so we can't do that this year. But next year, it's on a Friday. No, next year's on Thursday. Fuck. Maybe a couple of years. Well, we'll come back to you. Uh, Wizzadi.com. And why didn't you point that out earlier, by the way? What's that? <laughs> I just, I literally, I seen the potato and like subconsciously in my mind, I was just looking at it and then I looked real quick. And I'm like, oh, that's. But you are slightly dyslexic. So how do I know? I am dyslexic. So perhaps maybe this picture will clear it up. I'm not sure. I just sent you a picture that it's fine. Did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'll send you the. Yeah. So yours looks right. Let's see what I'm looking at right now. And the only reason mine counts is because it's the feed going out. So. Maybe future reference. We just reverse your back. We just marry your back, and we're good. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, fuck, fuck. I don't know. Technology, motherfucker. You know. No, it's motherfucker. Alright, guys. All right, buddy. See you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. In two weeks. In two weeks. Here's my mouse. All right, Facebook. See you later. Bye.